Hey there guys, so I'm just going to say straight up that uh, this episode is just me on for this one and it is going to be fairly quick this week, predominantly because I am going to start working on my, uh, the the next three weeks of episodes are going to be a massive look at at one specific director's career, so it's going to be three parts, and so that's basically what I'm working on now is, so this one's just going to be quick so I've got more time to watch the films and, and, and record stuff for that specific episode so i hope you enjoy today's episode hello everybody and welcome back to another episode about the movies with william fletcher as per usual i am your host william fletcher and as i mentioned in the intro it's gonna be a quick episode this week and it's just me for this one and i'm gonna be looking i'm just gonna be doing another edition of william's list i've done this in a while and now is a uh, a good opportunity to do that and i'm gonna be telling you my ranking of ryan johnson's filmography as he's got a tv show coming out on january 26th called poker face and the reason why this episode is coming out now is because there won't be time closer to the release date to put this out because the next three weeks will go to the end of january and it'll kind of there won't be time afterwards because i want to get it out i want to get this episode out before the show begins yeah i'm just gonna give you my ranking very quickly of ryan johnson's film so I mean, six films to date. I I've already touched on I've already touched on some of these before. Uh, so uh, at the bottom of the list, The Brothers Bloom. The last film of his I watched watched it earlier. In fact, like about I don't know, ten fifteen minutes ago, basically. So yeah, it's it's okay. It's it's fairly. Um, I don't want to say bland. It's it's just it's it's kind of his least interesting film to me. Although I do like con like films about con men and stuff. I find that stuff very interesting, but. It's, I just kind of didn't really get as invested in it. It's probably the least invested I've been in one of his films. Adrian Brody's great. I think Adrian Brody's a fantastic actor. He's, he's, a, he's a really, really good uh, acting talent. Mark is decent, but he's, like, not amazing in it. I just... And, and, and the characters, like, on the surface are interesting. It's just the way they're written and stuff doesn't quite work for me. Yeah, the script is probably Ryan Johnson's weakest script to date personally i know some people would disagree with that but that's just sort of my opinion i uh i i like the i i i i still do quite like the film i think i'll think it's a good film i, th- I think ryan johnson overall is a great filmmaker so brothers bloom is his weakest film uh for me then uh, star wars the last jedi i did uh i did a full ranking of the star wars films so I already talked about this. I I think this film still gets a lot of undue hate. Like regardless of your feeling about it, like I I do think we can agree that the prequels are still shit. I think everybody should agree to that because they are. There are objective flaws with it, of course, and I'm not saying there aren't objective flaws with the sequels. It's just you know the sequels being bad doesn't somehow make the prequels good. That's just not how it works. Uh, but I like the last one. I've always liked the last one. I saw it twice in cinemas and I liked it both times years ago. And I still quite like it. I like uh, some of the directions the story went in. I like what they did with Luke. I think Mark Hamill's probably his best performance in Star Wars films. I I liked what they did with it. I liked the, I mean, Kylo Ren, Adam Driver is great. I've talked about this before. Adam Driver is an excellent, excellent talent. I love Adam Driver. But, you know, who doesn't, to be honest? And, yeah. I mean, visual, you know, it, it's got all the best parts, you know, visually it's great, the score's really nice, you know, the action is very well filmed and all that, and, and it, it just kind of sucks, because Rise of Skywalker basically did its absolute best to ruin all the good stuff in The Last Jedi, and that's why Rise of Skywalker is the worst sequel in 
one of the worst Star Wars movies. I, I, I still like The Last Jedi. Then, uh, next up, Brick. Which I also I watched last night, in fact, and uh, I quite liked it. I, I felt the film to be a bit convoluted, but maybe because I wasn't paying as much attention to it. I still really enjoyed it. It's that classic thing of, you know, a debut film being really small and gritty, and but there's a certain charm to it that I like, and I think the film really... Uh, sort of works on that level. I think Joseph. I, I I don't know if I don't think this has really come up too much. I mean, there was Don John, which Joseph yeah, Joseph Gordon Levitt stars him, but I think Joseph I think Joseph Gordon Levitt is is an excellent talent. He's he's a fantastic actor. Uh, probably one of my favorites, honestly. He's certainly one of my favorites working right now, and he's. Uh, I think he. I don't know something about Joseph Gordon Levitt as an actor. I really really enjoy watching, and I think his character in Brick is incredibly interesting in that, and quite there's a, there's a lot of depth to his character. But the other characters, although I don't, I didn't really care about any characters. I kind of think I like the sort of investigation that goes behind it, and 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 the the sort of things that Levitt's character is doing, and what and his all the yeah all the characters that I think it's really interesting. I think he himself is a is a really really interesting character and, and there were certain elements the, the editing I think the editing definitely was a bit confusing though and I there were some really dynamic shots in the way the sort of the way it sort of edits around and sort of cuts between stuff I really really enjoyed that stuff but the film to me felt a bit convoluted like there's a bit too much going on so I wasn't really clear like who's on whose side who's what who how am I supposed to care about these people but you know I think says I really enjoyed the score I think the score is really nice and subtle and, and it and it helps build sort of this sort of eerie suspensefulness at certain points of the film but they don't overuse it I liked how there's just some scenes there's like a scene where Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is running like being chased by someone and he's running and there's no music and all you just hear is like their footsteps you know hitting the ground like that I really really like I appreciate sort of minimalism and subtlety especially in this kind of film you know it's, it's a film they made for like a few hundred thousand dollars or something like it's a very very small film and you can tell, you can really tell it's not, they didn't have a lot of money to spend, but I think it uses that fairly well. And the final scene is fantastic. It's one of the best scenes in any of Ryan Johnson's films, I would argue. It's it's great. It's really, really solid. And I really, I, I do quite like Brick. Just, I don't think it's the most amazing film in a way that I know some people do. Then next up is Looper, which I watched for the first time this year. I think it was the first film I watched in 2023. And yeah, I quite like it. Time travel stories excellent I love, I love a good time travel story they're always incredibly interesting they do a lot of really interesting things and and the way looper and what and how time, how looper uses its time travel is great uh, again joseph Gordon levin excellent performance i think the uh bruce willis probably one of the best bruce willis performances it's you know probably his last it's probably his last great performance honestly i think bruce willis is excellent in it you know um i i quite like the film i it, it does get a bit convoluted but that's i mean that's just sort of what happens when you've got time travel but i still really really liked it there's some great it's it, again it, the, the ryan johnson's films always consistently have great editing and cinematography and all that there's just lots of really really great stuff there's a lot of stuff to appreciate that you don't really i know it's probably it's again it's very unique because it's it's fairly small and, and and a bit grounded in in what it's doing somehow which is weird because again it's a whole time travel thing but you know, a lot of the film sort of takes place in sort of one location at a certain point and think that the film really works at that level. I think you need to sort of take that at that level. 
because it's not like yeah it's not a big you know it's not like a big like a time travel thing it's not like a big terminator thing or, or like futurama or like bender's big score from futurama you know it, it's 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 a very sort of mundane sort of restrained time travel film which is bizarre because time travel is such a mental concept that it sort of has to be kind of a bit big for it to, to really work but I think that Looper is a really solid time travel film, and yeah, it's, it's a really good film in general. Number two, Glass Onion, Knives Out. I've sort of already touched on this in my uh, review of the year episode, but um, I watched, I've seen it twice now. I loved it both times. I can see why structurally it doesn't work for people, and how the. I mean, I don't, I don't really mind the way it's sort of structured. I, 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 yeah. I mean, Christ's sake, Ben Shapiro claiming, oh, Golden's misdirect. It's like, man, that's, that's just what whodunits are. Like, that's what it, that's what they do for the entire, that's what they're meant to do. They're meant to be like, oh, you think it's this, but then it turns out it's this, you know? But, you know, he's a failed screenwriter, so it makes sense. I, 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 I like the ensemble cast more, personally. I thought all of them worked really well. I thought it had a lot of really great stuff. The comedy worked really well for me. The, the cameos, mwah, chef's kiss for some of those cameos. I will admit, though, the film doesn't really, isn't as tightly written or and as tightly paced or scripted as the first one was. Like, I think the first one is pretty, I mean, I mean, yeah, number one is Knives Out. Um, but I guess I could talk about both films here together. I, I think Knives Out 1 is, you know, it's, it's a very tightly scripted film, I would argue. First Knives Out, to me, really has a... Uh, because we sort of find out early on what it, you know, who the killer is, you know, sort of, you know, it, it sort of, it shows you sort of straight up front what happens, you know, and, and so then the, the film has a, has a whole new way of telling its story and you, and you really, you're focused more on, okay, so will they figure out who, because we know as an audience what happens, so it's like, will the police figure out who did it you know that's sort of the whole thing about the first one and the second one is, is not quite the same the second one is, is far more of a like i don't i don't know how to explain it it the second one has we sort of follow the film to like a certain point before we then go back and we see the stuff that led up to that, you know, like a, a different sort of thing. It, it changes, it sort of changes around the structure of the film. And I think that really works. And I think it, it, it like, again, you know, as structurally, it, it definitely isn't as structurally, it definitely doesn't work as well. Like, I still think it quite, it, it works very well, but it still, yeah, works relatively well to me i found i found I, both films fairly enjoyable and there's a lot of you know interesting things to go there and yeah i just think the film i think both films are really really solid well, not just really really solid they're really really great like the the, the, the performances are great they're really funny all of ryan johnson's films actually are are quite funny and i and i appreciate that they don't they're they're willing to have com comedic elements at points that might not work that that sort of might throw an audience put an audience off or sort of take you out of the story and and ryan johnson all his films have it, it the, the the film 
so like sometimes it works really well and other times it's kind of like eh, it, it's not as nearly tightly written in a in a way like the like one of those comedy definitely it's sort of hit or miss sometimes it works really really well sometimes it doesn't work as well but i still enjoy watching it i still think ryan johnson is one of the best filmmakers working today one of the best writer directors working today i i think you know he, he gets a lot of flack from people because of one movie a movie that's not even that bad. Let me just make it clear. People who got upset over the last Jedi being ridiculous. It is not that bad of a film. I didn't say it's still a very well, like on an objective level, it's a very well put together film in terms of, you know, visual effects and production design. And it's like directed really well. You know, the right, the only real problems are the writing choices because it's not like there are, it, like saying it's an objectively bad film is a, is a moronic take to have. And saying that Ryan Johnson is objectively a bad filmmaker is also incorrect, because beyond his six films, all of which are good to great, he directed three episodes of Breaking Man, one of which is considered the best episode of television ever in Ozymandias. Like he, he, he is a competent director. It's something that people have known for years, and that, you know, something that I still stand by, that he is a great director who just made a film where he did stuff that not everybody was expecting or necessarily wanted. And, you know, sometimes doing what people, you know, sometimes subverting expectations isn't the best thing. Well, you know, I know some people and, and sort of doing it for different reasons is for sort of reasons that are just like, oh, I kind of want to just screw with the audience. But I think the way Ryan Johnson talked about that and, and subverting expectations with The Last Jedi was... I think fairly reasonable, like wanting to, because he sort of want to, he, he sort of wanted to, you know, make a decision that would sort of change an audience's perspective. I don't know, something about, I, I, I really don't know. There's just sort of something about the films that really works for me. And yeah, I don't know. I just really, really enjoyed I, I just really think Ryan Johnson's a great filmmaker, you know? I think, uh, it's, 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 it's just go for my full rating again. At the bottom, we've got Brother, The Brothers Bloom, and the Star Wars Episode seven, 8, Episode 8, The Last Jedi, then Brick, Looper, The Last Onion, and Knives Out Mystery, which I don't really like the title, although I understand why it's called that now, and uh, Knives Out, number one. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to whatever Ryan Johnson does next, and this is tying into Pokerface, which is his new TV show coming to Peacock, which, uh, for those who are unaware, is effectively about a uh, a murder. It's it's basically sort of like a case of the week sort of murder mystery TV show. It's got a female like protagonist. She's like the Benoit Blanc, you know Poirot, you know Sherlock Holmes. You know she's the one solving murder mysteries and stuff. And it's a com it's like a comic comedic show. And it's coming out at the end of January. You know also Ryan Johnson's got Knife Out three, which I can't wait to see. Um, and, and Daniel Craig himself has actually said he'd love to keep working uh, with uh, Ryan Johnson forever, basically, and I hope they do that because I just want more Knives Out films because Ryan Johnson knows what the hell he's doing. And then Ryan Johnson's also got his uh, Star Wars trilogy that may or may not happen. There has like not been any word on that on that front since forever like they, they, and, and ryan johnson himself has said like yeah you know i'd love to make it but you know if I, and i'd be sad if i don't get to make it but it won't be the end of the world um i want ryan johnson to do a start his star wars trilogy. i think he could do a really really damn good job with star wars if he's not trying to sort of well he didn't even really try and connect it to force awakens or anything for last year but i just think you know letting him do what he wants with star wars that just yeah, uh, he can just make uh, I make you know sort of whatever he want. Um, it's uh, yeah, I'm a big Ryan Jones fan, and I'm looking forward to what he do does next. So thank you all.
for joining me for this week's episode. Next three weeks, I'm going to be looking at a director's filmography. I've already got it planned. They're going to be very, very long episodes because this man's got a very, very large career. And I hope you all look forward to seeing that. And so I thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll see you all in the next. Goodbye.